real fact, and I got to bring this up just because Anderson brought it to my mind and I completely forgot about it. And I don't know. I didn't even want to. I didn't even want to think about this, Anderson. Uh, the rest of the goddamn day, but it got brought up because of a movie <laughs> that we were watching. And Anderson reminded me that Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch at some point had an incestuous relationship in the Mar, or not in the Marvel universe because it's not actually part of the Marvel universe. In the Ultimates universe that they created, and I completely spaced on this, listeners. This happened years back, but he reminded me of it. And I sat there going, oh, no. So I got to say, I'm glad that the MCU killed off Quicksilver because <laughs> I I would fear now that he brought that up. I would be I, there's another, you know, there is another version of Earth where they didn't kill him off. And that's what's happening right now in that in, in the MCU. And, and we're all going, I fucking hate life. If they would have kept that going, I would explain how they add mutants to the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just a whole just incest birth. It's just incest incestuous. <laughs> oh God, no, no, no. Stop. <laughs> you sick fan fiction fuck. Like this is that. this is the kind of crap that you yeah, this is the kind of crap you go into like 4chan and see. This They're is, like, no, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. that's that's no. totally one of those wishes that you get, you know, from like a monkey paw. Oh, I yeah. want superpowers. Then you see the finger curl down. And it's like, but you're inbred. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a yeah, super healing. It's a birth defect. Um, what the fuck? Uh, anyways. <laughs> Listeners, yeah, if you don't believe me, it's, yeah, it's a thing. It's one of the biggest mistakes Marvel made uh, by doing this because a lot of, a lot of readers who were into the, who, the, who were into the Ultimates uh, universe were completely put, put off by it. And nobody it, asked for it, it. Really, yeah, it really tanked that, that comic book series really quickly. Isn't that why they killed him off in the MCU? In, in the MCU, that's why they killed him off? No. no. They, no. They, they killed him off. Because um, he wasn't fast enough to dodge a bullet. <laughs> No, the <laughs> originally I think they killed him off because uh, one of the responses in the MCU is that nobody really dies in the or in the uh, of the main characters, and they needed to have some kind of drama. And with the insertion of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, you know, without bringing up mutants and stuff like that, because they weren't going to have mutants. Yeah, they had to have a main character that was going to be coming in and being part of the Avengers. That was going to be killed off, but they couldn't kill off one of the main Avengers because they still had plans for another Iron Man. They still had plans for another Thor. Uh, at the time, they were still planning on doing an actual Hulk movie, which that was canceled afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and they had uh, the multiple scripts written for Black Widow that they never got to until most recently until they finally they had to kill her off in order to finally make her own movie. Which mm. is bullshit. But they still had all these plans going on for all the characters are like shit. <laughs> we can't we can't kill off we can't kill off Iron Man and Cap because if we do then we can't have civil war. Well, what does that leave? Well, the Hulk. Well, the Hulk can't die because we're going to have a Hulk movie in the next Thor. Okay, well we have all these plans. Who can we kill off? One of the new guys? Yeah. <laughs> that's what it came down to. Like we could kill off one of them. So that's what ended up happening. They ended up having to kill off one of the new guys. But Anderson brought that up to me and I went, oh, Man, so real fact, Marvel supports incest. <laughs> I, I, I should I should be more specific. One of their writer, or I guess writers, uh, Mark a Miller, writer. uh, Mark Miller, yeah, Mark um, Miller, supported it. Uh, it was very much uh, a in. It was kind of subtle for a long time. It was insinuated a long time, not really 
seriously on any kind of level. Like if you look at the very first time it occurred or it, you could lead into it, it was sort of there. And when I say sort of, I mean on a very thin line uh, from a co- old comic book by uh, Kirby and uh, Stan Lee, but it wasn't. It was more implied to it, me that it was like it they was, were very close. Siblings. They were just really close siblings. And yeah. then all of a sudden in about 2001, I think when we looked it up, 2001 is when uh, Mark Miller kind of started bringing that subtlety into uh, less subtlety. And it it stayed along that lines for a long time until finally he just went into the, it was like the third series of the ultimates. He just said, fuck it. And had them basically, they were in love with each other in a conversation with cap and cap was even weirded out by it, by pointing out the fact that, but they're, but, but they're brother and sister. And then after that, uh, there was a, an origins uh, story that was brought up by Wolverine and the fact that he walked in on them doing it in the jungle. And I'm sorry, Wolverine, you live so fucking long. You're going to remember that for so long <laughs> until somebody hits you in the head hard enough to make you forget it. <laughs> so Mark Miller fucked up a lot of characters. Yeah. Which is why the ultimates was never yeah. part of the MCU uh, or not the MCU. The, like even the, when the he Marvel did his universe, little run on Wolverine, comic, he fucked up Wolverine. Huh? He even did a run on Wolverine and he fucked him up by turning Wolverine like, he even decided to make Wolverine sexual, turn Wolverine to a bisexual character. Yeah. Yeah. So he he had his hands in just on what his fetish was, but he altered every character he usually. Yeah, came he was across. big into trying to go into taboos for a lot of characters. Yeah. And that was one line that Marvel should have never crossed. Yeah, I agree and with you. Like, who was in that have, writer's yeah. room and said, "What the hell, dude?" I want to know who approved the comic because it doesn't just. It's not just stuck with the team, and then the team gets it done. There's actually somebody who's a producer with every comic book in Marvel that approves their content like a news editor. Yeah. yeah. And this person approved it and said, yeah, this is the one we're going to put out. This is going to sell, sell like gangbusters. And it was not good. You stand before a door. You unlock it with the key of rational thought and common sense. Beyond it is another dimension, a dimension of lunacy, laughter, and logic. You're now moving into a land of both bullshit and fact about movies, video games, and nerd culture. You've just crossed over into the Geek Out Heroes podcast. Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. Miles. Anderson. And to start us off, I like I I really don't know where to start with this week. Um, you know, I'm going to get the sad news out of the way uh, since we already talked about Marvel. Um, Chadwick Boseman passed away at uh, 43. He died at what I would consider a fairly young age. And uh, he's been he apparently had been struggling with colon cancer for quite some time, and including during, you know, filming of. Black Panther, um, 21 Bridges. I mean, like, it's actually kind of incredible the fact that he had so he had enough strength to uh, doing chemo treatments, surgeries, had enough strength to continue doing the the craft that he loved while that was happening. I mean, that's 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 inspirational, in my opinion, uh, just to be able to to do that. I know lots of people who when they find out they get cancer, it's it's completely soul crushing. And makes it hard to even want to be motivated to do things that you loved to do. And it didn't stop him. He kept going. He passed away uh, within the last couple of days. And from when you're listening to this, uh, listeners, you know, several days ago. 
So that made us instantly sad. And we normally don't talk about the deaths of, uh, you know, famous people or anything like that because we're, we're not directly connected to them. But in this instance, we kind of feel like we are because we were big fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm a huge fan of the Black Panther comics. And even though I had my own criticisms about the movie, the movie was still really enjoyable. And he played that part fantastically. So I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss seeing his presence on the screen. Yep. I remember him uh, talking about um, run-ins with, with fans on like planes and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, people would cross their arms like, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs> and he, he'd turn around and he goes, no, Wakanda sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I could have fun with it like that. He's great. But it's a uh, real shame to, to see him not continue. Um, I guess the nice thing for the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that that role can kind of easily be you know passed on. Yeah. Um, but I was still looking forward to him returning. Yeah, I was looking forward to another uh, Black Panther movie. Um, supposedly, the storyline for that that was that was leaked a long time ago was that it was going to transition over to the sister because he was going to become, you know, he was he was going to take on being king full time, and the role of protector for for Wakanda always moves on to someone within the bloodline or someone who is chosen. And in the comic books, it moved on to his sister. So I do hope that Marvel doesn't try to recast him, that they don't try to bring someone in as that character and that they just may, you know, they can write it in of him passing away something and just, uh, you know, transition that character. Like you said, it's the, the good thing about that character is that since it moves on through lineage and it moves on through uh, passing of a torch ritual that the black Panther can be anybody. So it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like Thor or when, you know, Captain America, where it's just kind of like, ah, no, it's kind of weird to just suddenly call this person Captain America or suddenly call this person Thor when they're not. Whereas in the comics, Black Panther's a legacy power. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. uh, Yeah. So that's that's my hope for the franchise and what they do. And just super bummed when I when I heard about that. First, when I heard about it, I thought Loach was full of shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. Uh, because we, you know, listeners, lots of times you hear a celebrity died and even celebrities themselves hear the news that they themselves died and they're like, no, I didn't. Like, what the hell Stan are you Lee did about? it for a long time. Yeah, happened to Stan Lee several times. Happened to, it's happened to a lot of people where, no, that's not true at all. That, that didn't ha- happen. So we said they were like, seriously? Like, waiting for the, oh, no, it turns out it's just TMZ being full of shit or something like that again. Or somebody misquoting or somebody just threw it up on Twitter and now it's not true. That's what we were hoping for. And nope, it was officially on his own Twitter account. And it was there was a statement issued even by Marvel. So, yeah, it's it's real, unfortunately. And uh, 2020 just keeps getting worse. Yeah. Uh, Anything else we want to bring up going into other stuff? I think we can go on start covering some games gone because there's a lot of games gone this yeah time so we had uh that's why i set the list that way we kind of have yeah, an we're not organization gonna to go, go with everything we're not going to be able to go through all it just just the stuff show. you want to bring up yeah no. <laughs> it's it's I just not gonna yeah it's just highlights. not gonna be possible absolutely it's there's I figured we way go too with jumps out to us um i said we knock out that's the five-hour cast that i'm not being a part of no and i will i will tell you right now like i 
absolutely plan on looking at that clock on that on on the timer and making sure that we don't go over an hour. Anyways, GamesCon. Uh, there's so much posted. Like Miles, you kept posting stuff, and and I and I started looking up stuff, and I'm just like, it's not stopping. It's right. there's more that came out of this than what we expect, what we would normally expect, even from E3. And uh, they even made the statement of a lot of this stuff is is like trailers and stuff are going to be old things that are already known about, but we're just showing you where we're at, or we just want to show new new promotional materials. That was true for you know Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We don't have to really talk about that. Nope. There wasn't really anything new there. Um. <laughs> Other than the footage that they showed was the worst I've seen so far. Yeah, I saw what you were talking about. I can't figure out if that's just compression issues or if it's just that, know, that bad. frame rate was fucking terrible. Janky. <laughs> um, so uh, the 12 minutes game just kind of showed off who the voice actors are. Yeah. Uh, there was this <clears throat> promotional video of and I, like, I want to get this out of the way since I'm a fan of this. But there was a promotional video of nonsense for dra- the next Dragon Age. And, <laughs> man, like, I got to tell you, after oh. watching that, listeners, I'm even less interested in playing that game than I was when I heard that it was going to become games as a service over a year ago. I liked your like, uh, I, that's I was like being can, negative hyped. Can you be negatively hyped? Like, seriously, <laughs> can you just be looking forward to not buying something? I'm so glad I'm not spending money on this. Yeah, like I, I saw that video and I went, wow, this sounds like a bunch of fucking bullshit. It was the typical nonsensical promo shit of we've done this and this kind of research and we've really looked into it. We're trying to make sure that we're making the best game possible. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Baseless like, self-aggrandizing hype. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, Bioware. You realize that none of us fucking trust you, right? We lost that trust back with Anthem started almost completely dropping off when when we got mass effect andromeda and anthem was the fucking nail in the coffin you get that right so you you showing this and not telling us anything or showing us actual game just a bunch of cool concept art and some development testing kind of made us go well i don't care Uh, they they had that one guy on there like i've I've been in the company for 13 years or something like that. I was like, oh, that's great. Let me talk to your uh, creative director. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. Let me talk to your project. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, that um, guy's gone too. I forgot. You guys don't have any senior uh, <laughs> leadership. Yeah, the only that, senior uh, leadership you have is the producer years. that was on Anthem, and that was the same guy lying to us that they had a game at E3 one year and showed off a demo when the rest of the development team was like, oh, that's what our game looks like. Yeah, that's a guy we can trust. That's someone we should be looking to as leadership. Thumbs up, Bioware. I lost my trust for them as soon as the A bottom. That's fair. I mean, that's, that would be back when Mass Effect 2. The only reason Mass Effect 2 still came out being good was it was mostly done before the, uh, yeah, the sale. that's true. Yeah. They had it, and they also had the creative director that was sticking around and writing everything. Yeah. Who no longer wrote Mass Effect 3, which is explains a lot. And, yeah. Mass Effect 3 was a fucking trash fire, in my opinion, when it came to up to up and down issues of story versus quality versus, oh, we're just we're going to throw multiplayer in there and force everybody to, to play it until the Citadel DLC. That should have threw up a fucking red flag for me instantaneously with that was like, oh, wait, we we we're going to throw something. We're going to throw multiplayer into an RPG. 
that does not need multiplayer. And then we're going to attach our nonsensical bullshit EA. Do you remember the EA online pass? Uh-huh. You had to buy the game, the 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 retail game in order to get that. And if you didn't, you had to pay in order to play online. Mm-hmm. That was such horseshit because EA was worried about losing money with with with, with uh, used game sales. And then they turn around and they've they've ruined Bioware. Bioware just kept becoming a more and more of a dumpster fire, apparently, as it went on. Dragon Age Inquisition, which one game I didn't know it won game of the year. That did that game did not deserve game of the year, listeners. It did yeah. not. I how the fuck the, I, I tried to look back and I can't figure out how it won game of the year. Were the pickings that slim that year? I don't rem- I don't think so. Is it possible for a company to pay for the award? For game of the year? No, because it's voted on. Can they pay off the people voting? Well, that'd be a lot of regular people. It's voted on by gamers, not not like the media or anything like that. It's not voted on by like magazines. It's not like the Oscars. It's voted on by regular folk. So that's why I'm like, it, it wasn't. Don't get it's, it, it was, Don't get me wrong. It was a decent game. It was not game of the year, though. Like, it, it's not even the best in the franchise. Uh, Shadow of Mordor came out that year, so fuck yeah, no, yeah, that would, yeah. yeah. It was How? also we uh, Titanfall, South Park, Stick of Truth, uh, Destiny. <laughs> you don't know, yeah, Miles. You don't know this, but Josiah is laughing because of the face that I just made when you said that. Like my face, just what? Like I, I put my hand. I'm like, wait, you like the, as soon as you said Stick of Truth, I was like, how the fuck did that lose? Forza Horizon 2, Diablo 3, Reaper of Souls. Yeah, there's no chance no, in hell. No fucking way it deserved Game of the Year. There's zero fucking chance that it deserved Game of the Year. So that is that is fucking nonsense that that game got Game of the Year. I call bullshit. Matter of fact, I, I want to say we gave it to Shadow of Mordor on our cast. I think we did. If not, it was Stick of Truth for some of us. Probably Loach. It was it was back when we were still voting, I think. Yeah, so. it was back when we still had the had the group. <laughs> we had vote. we had the collective voted in one, and then, and then Loach's vote. Oh, added <laughs> Wolfenstein: New Order, Infamous Second Son, yeah, Alien Isolation. There was a ton and ton of shit. Metal Gear Solid. I would have given Alien Isolation, and I I didn't even care for Alien Isolation overall. Diablo Three. <laughs> Damn, that was a good year. Yeah, like it, that's that's why I'm like I would have given Alien Isolation that over that. And I, I didn't care overall for Alien Isolation. Had great had a great DLC. But overall I thought the game was just kinda it was it was cool, well done in some areas, and then falls apart in, in about the middle middle portion towards the end. But I would I would have given that over Dragon Age. Yeah. And I'm a Dragon Age fan, listeners. Oh yeah. I am too. Not as not as uh deep as you, but uh, I I really enjoyed it for several years. Yeah, and I, I <laughs> I was so pissed off when they said that the next one was going to be games as a service. I was like, all right, sweet. The next dragon age is going to be talked about. And they're like, it's games as a service. And I went, well, I'm fucking out (laughs) the moment they said it in the listeners. This was the key. This should be the key for anyone listening to this on why you should not be excited for it. And why you should just be like dreading seeing this game was when they said, it's like Anthem with dragons. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, They chose it to they chose Anthem as the comparison. The I'm game out. that has been a fucking failure since launch. The game that lied to us. 
the game that showed, hey, here's an alpha. All right, well, the alpha is pretty cool. Okay, cool mechanics. Let's see what this. Where, let's see where this goes. The beta, it's not any different. But you know, it's gotta, it's gotta be, it's gotta be better than you know in in the real game. Of course, it's gotta be better in the real game. It's just a beta. The demo, it's the same. We have a, we have a little bit of open more open space. So maybe maybe the game's even bigger than we thought. I mean, the map looks huge. Well. We'll hope for that. And then the actual game release, which, oh, it it was the game that just didn't get better. And we all, saw, we all sat there going, this is it? That's all you had? That's all you did? We gave it multiple chances, too. Oh, man, we wanted that game to be so good. We wanted it to be good. Had a lot of had potential. tons of potential. Coolest part about it was being Still Iron Man. Still technically does if they would actually, you know. Fix it. Do something with it. Yeah, yeah. If, I'd be willing to go back if they'd ever fix it. Yeah, they talked about the cataclysm, how the cataclysm was going to come in. It was going to change the world around you. And every time you experienced one, it was going to completely change the environments and all this shit. And none of that happened. Cataclysm was just a font they added. Yeah, cataclysm was just a, a blue filter with wind that slowly drained your batteries because it slowly killed your character. And you had to get to safe zones in order to recharge. That was the cataclysm. That's the cataclysm idea. That was the idea they had for it after talking about how it was going to be this great event that changed everything. It and caused new character or caused new enemies to, to appear and mutated the world and all what this happened? bullshit. None of that happened. None of that existed. No. Not even when they made it. All it did is that the developers Bioware played Lost Planet. And then they said, how can we apply this to Anthem? Right. So it was the game that didn't get any better. And that's the game that they chose to compare Dragon Age to. I, I sat there. I'm going, man, that. That sounds terrible. Just the sentence alone. It's like Anthem with dragons. Awful sentence. Everyone, every fan seeing that went, oh, shit. And then now they showed this video of just bullshit. So we all just went, oh, no, I'm good. So yeah, that was announced. That was that looked ter- that looked like nothing that I cared about, and uh, ended up going. All right, well, I can't wait to not buy that. But moving on to other things, what else was shown off? Doom campaign DLC. Yeah, that seems interesting. It's supposed to explore, I guess, the more of the lore of uh, Doom. It's called Ancient Gods. Yeah, the ancient, you know, the god, the other gods. Yeah, which would be pretty interesting, but as I've already discussed on the podcast with uh, how Bethesda treated Mick Gordon, and uh, since he will no longer be working on the project, I'm not sure I want to give them my money anymore. I think that's fair. Having watched the gameplay trailer, it looks interesting. I will say that there's a chance that I'll get it, Yeah, but I'm at that point with Bethesda where I'm like, ah, you guys are getting shitty enough that you guys are, you're getting close to my do not buy from list. Yeah, I decided not to buy uh, or not to get Doom Eternal. Uh, I told you I had it on the PC. Yeah. So I had it on the B- on the PC. Then they implemented that uh, uh, DRM nonsense. This is also another- and I thankfully had not played it on my PC yet. And I ended up I ended up contacting Steam and saying I have not played it. I want a refund immediately. Had I known they were going to implement a DRM, I wouldn't have bought this, knowing that they would have done this. And the DRM listeners that they put into place was <laughs> they it was proven that it was detrimental to the game. It caused people's frame rates to drop. It caused lots of technical issues within the game. 
And they kept claiming, oh, there's no proof of that. Well, people who went from having 140 F or like 144 FPS went to 120 FPS. That's that's a significant drop. Now, imagine somebody who could only run it at 60. What that drop was like. For them, we're talking people who who almost had their frames per second cut in half. By adding a DRM into a game that that was already sold without it and they put they put in a drm and the, the drm is it's a uh, digital rights management system that is it was designed to prevent cheating when they went into multiplayer and since it on originally on pc i guess when they launched it you the even when you turned off the people who could join into your game you could turn that off but it was always online all the time mm-hmm. because the game required it the game even said you have to be online in order to play this game a single player well, that doesn't make sense. I have the online features off. Why Why do I need to be online? Oh, it's because we have this anti-cheat software in there now that uh, causes your game to freak the fuck out. Oops. So yeah, after that, I went, I'm not buying this game. I'm done. I'm good. I, I'm out. And they showed this DLC and I was like, that looks kind of cool. Too bad I'm never going to own it. I was wondering if you were going to say, yeah, I'm going to get it or not. I'm I'm on the fence because I mean granted I got mine on console because yeah. if I got mine for PC I know I'd fire it up and then my uh you know my processors would implode. Yeah. So I ended up getting it on console and then hearing that they implemented this I was like, well that's kind of a scumbag move, especially since it didn't ship with it. Yep. And then after hearing, you know, what went on with Mick Gordon and everything, I was like, wow, Bethesda, you guys are like the closest that you can get to being on my do not buy from list without yeah. actually being on it. So yeah. well, uh, Bethesda is currently on my do not buy. They're, they're like that close, like one more fuck up yeah, from them. It. And I'm just like, Oh, you guys are fucking done. Uh, right now. I'm not even going to consider buying the next elder scrolls. I don't look, I, I'm not looking to buy the uh, Starfield game. It, they will they will have to do a tremendous job in convincing me to get that. And it's probably it's listeners. I'll be honest. It's probably going to take other other people playing it for me to actually go, OK, I'll buy this. And to hear other people's experiences with it, because. Bethesda's actions towards their community, towards their fans, how they've treated their own games. Their own people within their own uh, industry has led me to just go, you know what? I'm not going to support this anymore. I'm done. You guys have crossed the line that I thought you'd never cross. And you have tried to emulate as best you can the the morals of take two, the morals of EA and Activision. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm good. I'm done. Your your games in the past were great and I'll play those. But I'm not going to give you my money right away. For anything, I'm gonna have to be won over on things. I'm gonna have you're gonna have to show me that there's a reason why I should give you my money. Yeah, and I mean even before Rise of Indies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, even before Doom Eternal came out, had they sold an option of the game that came with the season pass? Because I don't think the they did. Did they? Yeah, it was the. I think it was, was was I just broke at the time? I don't know. It was it was 80 bucks. I think the reason I think the original reason why you said you weren't going to buy that one was because you wanted to see what it was. 
Because the oh, only thing the yeah. only thing that they mentioned was it's a season pass and comes with DLC. Yeah, because and they didn't say that it was story DLC. They just said DLC. And since they were right. so focused on the online, everybody was like, is it online multiplayer maps? Like, are you just getting a battle royale? And we don't we don't know what you're doing. And the only thing that they gave reassurance was that was, oh, well, we're working on they, that. They were working on at least one story DLC. And we were like, OK, yeah, that's right. I didn't want to cough up uh, season pass money for multiplayer DLC because yeah, they I did multiplayer for Doom uh 2016 yeah and i never touched it so they like and i think they they eventually clarified it more as the game was getting closer to launch but i do remember when they originally put up the pre-orders that we had no clue what the fuck the season pass was for they clarified but it was already after i'd pre-ordered yeah that's fair so but yeah i don't know i'll i'll probably wait and watch some gameplay you know the funny thing is is like bethesda's hitting my shit list and i've already pre-ordered uh star wars the squadrons that's not Bethesda. I know. I'm saying Bethesda used to be like our top level yeah. can do no wrong. And now I'm back to buying EA games. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Well, so here's the thing. At least with that, EA is taking the approach of so far of we're using an engine that's already in existence that probably could have been easily just a DLC to add for Battlefield or uh, not Battlefield, Battlefront. But we're going to put out a cheaper, we're going to put out a cheap game and it was easily made by, I say easily, I put it in quotes. I don't know if that was actually easy. I'm assuming it was since it uses the same engine. It uses a lot of the same assets assets from battlefront. So I mean, I mean, it makes sense why people would want to buy it. Yeah. It looks interesting. I don't think I, I don't think I'll care for it, but it's about the closest thing you'll get to X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Yeah. In a long time. So. Since you just said that, that's the other thing that got released was the story campaign of Squadrons. Yeah, I watched that video. Yeah. It looks pretty interesting. It'll be a nice four hour, you know, four hour game <laughs> for 40 bucks. <laughs> so what else was shown off? Crown Jewel for me was actually the uh, Little Nightmares 2 trailer. Yeah, that was cool looking. Um, I mean, and we had already seen stuff on it before that was already sold on because the first one was fantastic. Yep. Um, a lot of what they showed off, though, just reinstated like, man, why? Why isn't this going to be co-op? It really does look <laughs> co-op in some areas. You're just like, man, there's two characters yeah. on screen. I I know another person that would want to play this with me. Right. Why isn't this co-op? But I get it. It's meant to be a single player experience. So that's what they were set oh, up yeah. to do. And that's what they're going to. That's what we're going to get. And I'm sure it will be just as polished as the first one. The first one was great. I just I just hope the uh, you know if it is truly single player that the uh, the AI yeah. is intelligent enough to not get itself killed all the time. <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, that is one of the things yeah. that can infuriate anyone in a game is when the AI can get you killed. Speaking of AI getting you killed, AI got me killed <laughs> in Wasteland Three, listeners, and we'll talk about that later. But I just wanted to bring <laughs> that up. Anyways. Um, also looking forward to the next origami. Um, yep. I'm sure Anderson is as well. Origami. Uh, the first one was a great, great stealth game. When I first read uh, that in your text, by the way, I read origami. Did you? Yeah. And I went, <laughs> the fuck are they talking about? Like, I'm just, I'm imagining these <laughs> listeners. I'm imagining these two fools sitting at a little table, like old Japanese grandmother. No, we were messing doing it around with rice paper. <laughs> 
uh, and, and making little little cranes and shit. And I'm going like I sat there I'm like, what the fuck? And then I had to reread it and went, oh, they're talking about that ninja game. No, we used Nintendo Labo to do it. <laughs> so you made, you, did you make your own cardboard set for we it? We did. Gotcha. Okay. The screen doesn't do anything, but that's okay because we make our own entertainment with it regardless. Labo. Old school. <laughs> Expensive. It's gonna have, uh, looks like it's going to have three player co op, which is cool. The last uh, one only had two player co op, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Maybe I'll play it with you. <laughs> it's not turn based, is it? No. No. Oh, okay. It's very yeah, much it's like the stealth, old Tenchu uh, games. Stealth game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I might join you. It's pretty cool. Um, sometimes infuriating, but pretty cool. For the most you part. said stealth and ninja, so infuriating kind of comes with the bag. <laughs> um, the other one that stood out to me was uh, Everspace 2 looks pretty good um, for the most part. Um, I've never played the, the first one. I think that was a PC title, wasn't it? Uh, I believe it came to consoles eventually. Am I, did it? Am I remembering that right? Josiah, did Everspace come to consoles? I could have sworn it did. The first one? Yeah. I don't remember. Let me check. I might be wrong, listeners. This is nothing new. <laughs> I could very well be wrong. But, uh. Well, I yeah. never uh, played the first. It one. looks like it almost it's looks right. like it's trying to like combine, you know, a dogfighter with a shmup. Yeah. Uh, but it, it looks pretty interesting. Looks looks pretty polished for the most part. Um, I'd be curious to check it out when it comes out. I'll just jump a bunch of horror games. I was going to say there was two of them that jumped out to me and one was a horror game called Quantum Error. Not too sure what the fuck that's about, but yeah, I want to play it. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watching the stuff for that, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I have no clue what's <laughs> going on, but I wanted to play it. Uh, another one that I wasn't expecting that I want to play, but now I kind of want to play it, is the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Yeah, I'm right. Everspace oh, yeah. was on Xbox. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just... Sorry, I just, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, Everspace was on <laughs> Xbox, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it was on everything. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I could have sworn I've seen that. I, I saw the, because uh, I remember seeing the uh, the videos for it and going, man, that looks really cool. I'm never getting this game. This is <laughs> this was one of those games you had to, I had to constantly tell you, please talk me out of getting this game. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I remember. I remember firing up the uh, the free playable portion, kind of like kind of like a demo. Yeah, uh, the trial version of uh, Elite Dangerous. I flew out of the base, and it gave me no instruction on how to do anything. So it doesn't I do that in up, the VR version either. Yeah, I, I wound up trying to redock inside the base, but I didn't have permission, so they blew me up inside the hangar. Yep, I was like, "Well, this game's not for me." <laughs> yeah, that's uh, sounds about right. When you take your uh, your sim capability a little too, too far. <laughs> yeah, so sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you guys. You were, You're good. You were getting into the uh, horror games. Uh, Quantum Air looks just fucking batshit crazy. Okay. So that's the only reason why I want to play it. And then the other one I was jumped up to me that I didn't think I was going to want to play again, but it's uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Uh, yeah, apparently they're re... 
reimagining the entire yeah, the Lego shebang. saga games. Yeah. And uh, they're not uh, evidently they're not using the old games. No, and, this, and this looks new all stuff. brand it's, new. Looks all brand new. And a lot of people are getting really excited for it. it looks it actually looks kind of cool uh, from from some the, of the stuff we saw. The, the Star Wars ones were always my favorite out of the entire Lego uh, game series. That's fair. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Lego's always had some good uh, humor in there and uh, interesting takes on the movie on any movies that they do. I enjoyed the Indiana it, Jones it, one. So it looks like they're going back to them not having dialogue, which is fantastic to me because I always thought it was fucking hilarious watching Lego figures pantomime. Everything. Yeah, a lot of people really enjoyed that version versus the dialogue, and Absolutely. I could totally understand that. I think it's it's kind of like watching a silent movie with a bunch of idiots trying to play parts that are supposed to be serious. Yeah, I saw some dialogue on the trail on this one, but it was more like Three Stooges esque dialogue. Okay, not full on having a story. Gotcha. Like uh, in the trailer, it shows Palpatine getting ready to do Force Lightning, and he uses the plastic piece, not realizing it's not real lightning, getting frustrated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was that game's gonna be a fucking cakewalk if I uh, if they keep the uh, Force Ghost. Uh, power brick in there <laughs> <laughs> so one of the other games that's been popping up and this is a game listeners that i have been late waiting for and waiting to see more on for years now and that's atomic heart that was shown off uh, oddly playstation was showing it off yeah i thought that i thought that was dead and uh I, yeah i for the longest time i've thought this game was not going to be coming out that it was dead it were it was done we weren't going to be able to get any more of it and I am extremely happy to see more and more stuff popping up for it, including, you know, more game demos. Recently, they showed off an NVIDIA lighting demo for uh, ray tracing. They showed off some video from PlayStation showing it off. I was like, man, this is awesome. Like, when is this coming out? And more than likely, it's in 2021. (laughs) And I'm like, ah, shit. (laughs) Well, I I like that they have the the stickler attitude of it's going to come out when it's ready. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> which we're Making all fine no, with. no promises to anything yep like, all right and it's from a small studio that has been oh, yeah. they, they've been trying to publish it the, or publish this themselves and i'm hoping that they're going to get some backing from someone bigger that's going to be able to put the money stamp on it and say okay you know we we want you guys to finish this up not force them to crunch listeners but you know really get them to be able to boost their team numbers because they've had to let people go while they're doing this developing this game because they just don't have the money and i see every time i see them it, it looks so cool looks so creative it's very much in the the vein of bioshock you know and system shock so yeah i i hope it gets done we'll see <laughs> it's a game i've been waiting for for a long time now but what was the other what was the other horror game that they showed off chorus chorus i didn't see that one i have it looks like a sci-fi horror but it was tough to tell because it seemed more and more cinematic and didn't really give you anything to go off of huh all right well outside of games colin the only thing i'd like the announcement of was that the i came back and like developers of gotham knight says that game will be be able to play offline yeah it is not a games as a service listeners thank you God, man, I was so worried when they showed off that game. I was like, okay, it's co-op. Sounds cool. I would love to play co-op in an open world like this with my friends. I don't appreciate the level gaining. I think that's bullshit because level gaining doesn't make any sense with a game when you have 
other character when when the other enemies around you level level up to you that makes no sense Le- like that, that you're giving a leveling progress for no fucking reason and then the numbers flying up when you're hitting hitting things it just doesn't make sense in this this game it's never been in the batman games before why is it in there now we don't need life bars we just play the game as bat as as you know one of the knights of gotham we don't need to we don't need to play this game like it's an RPG. We don't need to play this game like we're, you know, leveling up and everything. That's just it's just, We appreciate RPG elements. It's stupid to put thing like these ele- these but certain elements in there. So turn off the life bars, get rid of the numbers, get rid of the level gating. I think that's stupid. But I'm really appreciative of the fact that it doesn't it's not games as a service. The only thing that's down that's a downer is it is only two player co-op. Yeah. Which still sucks, but I think I could balance with the doesn't have to be online to play. You can yeah, just download the full software a, and play the game yourself. It's as open world as they're kind of demonstrating it. I mean, the fact that it has co-op period is is pretty awesome. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And then in the same realm, they officially announced that a Suicide Squad killed the Justice League is in the Arkhamverse. Which is weird because you and I have talked about this, but Deadshot is black now and he was white. Yeah, in the Arkham. He was a skinny white guy. Yeah, he was. He was. A, he was kind of odd looking, yeah. to be honest, in the original one. So kind of the new design. Like the I like. Old, I like the, the new spies. design, but it's yeah. one of those things of like, you're, it's a continuity break. Yeah, and that's that's the only thing that I'm like, eh, it's a continuity. It's a continuity break. But I can overlook it. You know what? It, yeah, I was gonna say in the Arkhamverse series so far, he was a minor side quest story, yeah. not a main character or not a main bad guy. Yeah, entertaining trailer. Yeah, it was very funny. Oh, especially the end when the boomerang came back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, he shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I think that's about it for games for me. I know next uh, week. See if Thieves is finally putting dogs in uh, as pets. Yeah, now if they can just program <laughs> the dogs to sniff out treasure for you. Solid. It'd be awesome. Yeah, totally worth or it. Or at the very least, like, fetch you a banana. <laughs> yeah, or when you're fighting a skeleton to go and rip its leg off and make it hop towards you to fight. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. A, a good chunk of uh, Gamescom and Future Game Show was a lot of stuff that we had kind of already seen, and so it was a lot of rehashed yep. kind of stuff. Or just a current where um, they're at. Yep. Yeah. Gamescom was hosted by IGN, and man... <laughs> Like they they clearly had a lot of technical issues, but it was very awkward and cringy. It was cringeworthy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like man, you guys are you guys shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> yeah, it was cringeworthy, but I expect nothing less from IGN at this point. Oh yeah, I'd be disappointed absolutely. if it weren't. Yeah, if if it was suddenly cool, I'd start wondering if they had a change in leadership. I I I mean, I guess they're they're making steps in the right direction, right? Since they're. Uh, not sucking the teat of every fucking game that comes out. <laughs> yeah, they're not sitting there sucking the cock of every fucking developer that they put on there. Um, yeah. Uh, that used to be some more honest reviews. Yeah, that used to be <laughs> so fucking annoying to watch them just completely bow down to the fact that, oh, well, they're partially a sponsor. We could have them as a, you know, in our media group and shit like that. I was like, ah, oh, come on, man. Like, just point they're out the a fact AAA that AAA developer. Their game's a 10 out of 10. Their game's a 10 out of 10. Like, or you could just have some criticisms of it. it, it it's not perfect. I get, we get it, listeners. Ten out of ten doesn't mean that the game's perfect. Literally doesn't because it just 
It's what how the person's emotionally like emotionally felt about the game. But some of those games that they were like, it's 10 out of 10. I'm like, is it is it really 10 out of 10? I mean, was it really that good? Are you that bored of a human being that this was the best you you could play? I don't know. I, everybody has their own, you know, their own opinions on games. I get that. But sometimes I just kind of question about it. I like I question some reviews because there are some other some other times where somebody plays a game. And they're like, it's crap. And I'm like, actually, this was a decent game. Like, what what the fuck was their problem with it? <laughs> to, to double back on uh, Ubisoft, I uh, I left the stream running for for Gamescom. Yeah. And uh, I came back in and they were showing off a game that looked only kind of familiar and it showed like some hacking and stuff like this was like this is just a cheap knockoff of watchdogs yeah and shana was sitting in here the entire time she goes it is watchdogs it's like holy shit what (laughs) oops yeah yeah it was uh they were showing off some some stuff from watchdogs legion and it looked terrible i was like this this looks like a it literally looked like a knockoff game that's bad (laughs) I was like, uh, damn, that's, guys. yeah, that's not so good. Um, so it was, was not a good showing for Ubisoft. Moving on to reviews, unless you guys have anything else to talk about with it. Miles, go ahead and talk about Warframe for a second. I mean, I know we haven't had a ton of time with it, but just mm. your experience so far with the new open world. So I, yeah, I mean, I, I did the, the quest mission that they, they, give you for getting the blueprint for the new frame. Yeah. Which sends you into the new open and open world area um, and do a bunch of running around. And it's cool because I mean, it's a really neat designed world uh, and it's free, very grotesque. And, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's free. Um, you know, it's still one of the best service games out there in my opinion. Um, the missions that it has you do for that that quest line is a lot of fetch quest, a lot of going back and forth. Yeah, um, and it's a little infuriating. It goes on for probably about two, three missions too long, in all reality. Uh, and you know you're doing all this just for the blueprint. Doesn't give you anything else for it. Doesn't even give you a blueprint for making your own mech. Uh, it doesn't give you your helmet for your ship. So there's a lot of stuff that it doesn't cover. Uh, and I haven't been able to dive any further into it as of yet. Yeah. To really explore how you go about getting all of that. So really all I have is just that quest line and a little bit of the open world to really talk about. So it was cool. Like I got to use the, one of the mechs, uh, the, the same one that they showed you sort of in uh, the demo from Tenocon. And it's cool. You get some some neat abilities uh, in there. It doesn't give you a very good uh, layout of how to truly operate it. But the game was buggy as hell. I had to reload into areas on two different occasions because I couldn't do anything. Um, Quest marker wouldn't move or it wouldn't let me do anything other than move around. Um, So it definitely has its bugs and hopefully... DE's good about ironing those out. I know yeah. it's a little bit harder for him right now just because the whole work from home thing. But, you know, it has it has some promise. Uh, you know, I'll be looking forward to getting into it at some point 
when I get tired of playing everything else. <laughs> so I feel like the ever since the engine change, like they've had more and more kind of buggy issues. Oh, kind of and, like that. You know, this this area, it's it's a new area, new quests. I kind of expect it to not run flawlessly. Yeah, I was able to complete it. So it's none of it was game breaking, just annoying. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so continuing on our reviews and really, really listeners for most of the time, these are mostly just us talking about the games and our experiences so far with them. So I don't know if you want to track them up to reviews, but I, I guess any of our opinions on games is kind of a review. Uh, Miles and I started playing Wasteland 3. It is a co-op experience and it is available on Game Pass on Xbox. So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to directly buy it if you don't want to. If you have Game Pass, it's available to you. We started playing that and the coolest part is of it, you can make yourself a homunculus and just make yourself like the the smallest midget possible. The downside is is that uh, if you want to make yourself an entire lollipop guild, you have to when it gives you the opportunity to recruit players, you have to create your own if you want to do that. But the character creation is a lot of fun. The backstories for character creation is freaking hilarious. So great writing so far in oh, the yeah. game. Yeah, the the writing in the game overall is is really spot on for yeah. old school Fallout. Absolutely. Personally, when it comes to gameplay, I'm not a big fan of it so far, and that's, you know, that's just me, listeners. It's not really a game for me. I don't like XCOM games, so uh, games that are just tactical RPGs and turn-based strategy, not really a huge fan of anymore. I kind of got away from that a long time ago, you know, back when I started playing other Western RPGs like Mass Effect and uh, Skyrim, things like that, Fallout 3. So those those kind of games kind of got me away from that side of the RPG community. And as a result, when I go back to those, I'm like, ah, it's just it's not as fun for me to play those games anymore. I even felt that way when I went back and played Fallout, you know, one and two. I was like, yeah, you know, it's it's still Fallout. It's still very well written, much like Wasteland. But it's not really a gameplay that I care for as much. I get that. But uh, I still enjoy tactical games, but I, I totally get it. It's slower. It's clunkier. Yeah. Than you know, being a like just a live game. Yeah, and so. speaking of clunky, my AI partner that was with me, so we were walking around and exploring in an area, listeners, and in this base they had some booby traps, and I came across a door that I saw the booby trap and immediately did an about face with my other character, and because I did an about face with my character, the following character came forward into the booby trap and was turning around to get behind me. And caused the booby trap to go off, lighting me and her on fire. <laughs> I was very upset because yeah. uh, it killed her. It was a bad day for you for booby traps. Yeah, that, was, that was for sure. Uh, and the other side is that because it's kind of a clunky mechanic, the walking mechanic, it's very delayed. Almost a full half second delay between when you push the controller forward and when your character moves. Yeah, that needs to be fixed. And- and same for stopping. Uh, and um, yeah, stopping. You set yourself on fire like three times, three times because in the of that. first mission. Yeah, it drove me <laughs> nuts. I couldn't because, and on top of that, like regardless of the size of your character, your hitbox is is still the normal size. Of you, so your hitbox doesn't get smaller. But it is hilarious to watch my tiny little person wield a fucking machine gun in an RPG. Oh, it's it's absolutely hilarious, <laughs> and that's that's the entertainment value that we were looking for. Yeah. But the downside is, is when you walk near things like fire or anything like that, it recognizes you as a full size character and it 
because that hitbox is the same. You still get lit on fire. And I was like, I like on my screen. I'm like, I never got anywhere near that. Well, no, you did if you were a normal sized person. So I had to sit there and be like, okay, well, so now I have to look at my character and not see my character as this size. I have to see them as a full size person. So the entertainment value, while it's really funny to see, it's at the same time very annoying that the game doesn't take that into I account. Just, I think with uh, at least the characters we created, I think we can change them at any time. So if we really wanted to, we could just turn them into giants and go from there. I don't think we can make their, their size change. No. Anyways, it so far it's an interesting game. I, I enjoy the story for it. I am enjoying the writing, gameplay, not really so much, but I'm willing to play the co-op experience. Would I play it by myself? No, I would absolutely not play this by myself. The only way I will play this game is in co-op, to be honest. Yeah, I think a big issue for me right now is uh, the friendly fire. Like, it's supposedly turned off, but I've hit friendlies, I think, twice now. Yeah, you you and shot me and either we, we still can't figure out if it was you actually shot me or if I was poisoned. Or if it was the poison. Yeah. It was really yeah. weird. Don't know. It's 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 not the most fluid game by any means. It's not super, super polished, but you know, it so far it functions. But you definitely shot our Tomcat. Yeah, that yeah. absolutely yeah. happened. Our temporary companion. Yeah, that he got fucked up. This for for the for the greater good. <laughs> the greater good. <laughs> also, they they have no idea what Coloradans sound like, right? <laughs> Yeah, I can't figure that out. Uh, there's a lot of people who sound who have southern draws, and I'm like, oh, you guys need you guys really like, didn't spend a whole lot of time in Colorado, did you? Like almost deep south draw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in those instances, I can't figure out if that's because those are characters that came in into Colorado afterwards. Maybe I, I'm I, that's what I'm chalking it up to. Is yeah, it's just so. like real life? You know, most of the people in Colorado aren't from aren't Colorado. From Colorado. <laughs> in case you're wondering. Listeners, we are from Colorado. This is what Colorado. We very much know what like. we sound like. We, 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 we tend to know what they sound <laughs> like because we're from there. They sound like us. Would you recommend the buy for this one so far? Because um, for a $60 game? Yeah. Nah. Yeah, me neither. Um, if it was a $40, $30 game so and you, and you truly enjoyed, um, you know, like old school Fallout and maybe even the XCOMs, then yeah, yeah, sure. Pick it up for 40, 30 bucks. But uh if you have Game Pass, it's we're on there. Don't don't shell out the extra money. Yeah, I'd recommend playing it on Game Pass. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh can't say I'd recommend the buy. But yeah. I, I still recommend uh Spirit Fair. I'm still playing that. <laughs> I think I'm getting close to the end. Yeah, while he's been playing that, listeners, I've been going through some old Telltale games, and I have been playing Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale. And that game is still buggy. I feel like the the guy from the State Farm commercial says, well, it's Telltale, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I'm going back through Ghostbusters. I'm the only first time going through Ghostbusters Remastered, and I still love that game. Nice. Anybody else? Anything else to talk about? Uh, you guys got your movie reviews. Yep. Let's go ahead and go with the uh, the dead or the uh, Deathstroke. Yeah, that's, that's more recent. Yeah. Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons. In other words, Deathstroke, family drama, <laughs> family drama reunion, soap opera. <laughs> it's a fun movie. It doesn't take place in any of the continuities. It's just a standalone. Yeah. If you just didn't know anything about Deathstroke, it's worth picking up or at least worth watching or renting. However you feel like watching it. It's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it has some really cool animation to begin with. It 
drops the story just goes off the fucking deep end towards the end uh on just lunacy still better than the cw story yeah <laughs> but it gets a little not hard to beat cw though yeah um it kind of goes off the rails big time, like in the last half of the movie. Like it's just it. There are certain things about it. I was just like, man, like this. This is the so they go through. I, not to give away spoilers, but there's a section where Deathstroke saves someone, only to have them betray him immediately afterwards. So he goes through all this trouble, saves this person from these bad guys. He kills a lot of people doing the process. Gets the person out of this base. And they immediately turn on him and, and are with the bad guys. And you go, why is this like, why are you choosing the most dramatic way of revealing that this person's the bad guy too? Like it w- didn't you just waste a whole lot of the, your own people's lives <laughs> to do this? Like that doesn't make any sense. That'd be like, that would be the equivalent of Luke Skywalker saving princess Leia, getting her to the millennium Falcon only to only for her to reveal that she's with the empire the entire time after they've gone through all of this crap of destroying certain things, sabotaging, you know, sabotaging the, uh, the death stars tractor beam and, you know, e- even killing, uh, stormtroopers. only for her to go, actually, I'm with the empire the entire time. This was a setup for you. And like, what? What <laughs> shouldn't the, shouldn't the reveal have just been, I'm actually a bad guy instantaneously and and killing this person instead. Wouldn't that have been the better way to do this rather than getting your own people killed? Whatever. It's worth a watch if you're a, a comic book nerd or if you're yeah into those kind of movies or know, know anything about Deathstroke and just want to see yeah. what he's all about. Also, Anderson and I went and saw... The New Mutants. Yeah, The New Mutants. Sorry, my brain froze for a second there. And that was a better movie than I was expecting, too. Really? I expected it to be that good. (laughs) I went went in going, all right, if this isn't the horror slash uh, thriller that I'm expecting it to be, I'm going to be seriously pissed. And it was the closest thing I'm ever going to get to a sequel, an actual sequel to uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 uh, Dream Warriors. It was so cool. It was very cool. It was a lot of fun. I for a PG thirteen movie, that awesomely done. On R, yeah, yeah. Uh, awesomely done. And uh, the only thing that was disappointing was it wasn't the it didn't go along the storyline that I thought they were going to go along with. But that's okay. It was still very it was cool. Its own story. It was, and it was fun. Own story. And I sat there going, "This is cool. Like you could, you could probably make a franchise based off of these kind of experiences with mutants, and I'd be totally fine with that." But in reality, at the end of it, they don't really have any other place to go. So I couldn't see a sequel from directly no. from this. It was very neat. It was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, really cool special effects. So uh, Magic was an asshole and she was my favorite character. Yep. She's such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was great, though. Do you know that there will be nothing after the credits, listeners? Yep. There's nothing. This is a good old movie. We- good old fun time. Watch the whole thing. It's worth going to the theaters for our listeners. It's actually absolutely worth seeing. The reason why I was better than I was expecting is because I was comparing it to the last X-Men movie. So my bar was very low. Everyone's bar is very low. If you're comparing it to dark Phoenix, (laughs) (laughs) that that movie looked like trash. Overall, I think the character representations for each one they portrayed as was fantastic. I think they did the best they could. Yeah, it was fun. So 
we're seeing next up, we also have Bill and Ted face the music. And a lot of people were really worried about this because, you know, usually when you have a trilogy, especially when you've waited so long to make the next movie, it ends up turning like crap. And that wasn't the case with this one. Bill and Ted face the music is actually a lot of fun. It's very entertaining. It's very funny. Uh, It's well-written. It goes really kind of silly, hokey, you know, cheese dick towards the end, but that's okay. It's Bill and Ted, but it was a lot of fun. It was enjoyable. And if, you're like me, you will prefer the ending to two more than this. And that's okay. But this was still entertaining. It was still fun. It was very funny to see the other Bill and Ted's in it. And the reactions, the the interactions between Bill and Ted and Bill and Ted are fucking hilarious. That's or, that yeah. is the best part in the whole movie, in my opinion. It's another movie also that did a phenomenal job with practical effects. Yeah. Uh so Listeners, there's a few parts where they show Bill and Ted, the one where they're ultra muscular. It's very well done. And you can tell you can tell they're still wearing bodysuits, but they do a good job of of making look making like it look like this would be their beefed, their, their, their beefed out bodies. And even though it's absolutely insane and ridiculous. And then they have a part where they show them as old men and they did like I sat there going, you can do this with makeup and it's and it's better a thousand times better than what they tried to do with Agent Carter and Captain America Winter Soldier. Why is it that people thought that CGI was the best way to go with making someone look old? When they I don't do get it. Damn good practical effects. There's plenty of makeup artists that have been able to do this throughout through years of film. Nah, that's their profession. And yet you chose CGI made zero sense but this was done really well it was very funny and you can tell that both actors had a really good time making this movie if you are a fan of bill and ted i recommend watching it it's definitely worth the watch if you just want to watch a fun comedy it's fun watching it's worth the movie yeah. ticket yeah i would say so listeners thank you for listening to us we really do appreciate it please go on facebook like us on facebook tell your friends about us it's pretty much the only way we get around this is vargo this is josiah miles anderson keep on geeking on and we're out and before we leave, listeners, you know we will not have a cast next week. Yeah, it's, it's a, good a holiday point. weekend. Uh, so enjoy your holiday. Hang out with your family. Don't get into shit. <laughs> Don't do stupid things. Be excellent to each other. Oh, by the way, on the first, <laughs> they're supposed to reveal something. NVIDIA is supposed to be showing off more for the uh, the next set of RTX cards. Ooh. And I'm sorry we won't be back for the week that that happens, but... That gives you guys a week to make notes. Uh, that gives you that gives us a week to talk about it, and uh, hopefully they talk about the price because the things that's been dropping around is scary. Because fourteen hundred dollars to two thousand dollars for a graphics card is frightening to think about. That's truly horrifying. And one last thing to cover is, listeners, we are actually trying to see if we can get our podcast picked up by Spotify and Amazon. We are going to be making these episodes available to them to download to their services as well so as a downside to that we are having to now output our audio as mp3 so some of the audio quality is going to drop a little bit sorry it's just one of their requirements and on top of that we can't have closers to our podcast episodes that involves music that we don't have direct rights from the artists to use Prior to this, Apple has had a lot more uh, leniency on this kind of stuff because we own all of the music that we use and we typically are just sharing that with you. But Amazon and Spotify are a little more strict when it comes to that kind of stuff. And 
we want to accommodate to that. If we don't get picked up by them and we are not available on those services, then we're just not going to worry about it anymore. So the hope is that we won't have to go back through and change all of our previous podcasts, because if we have to do that, then we're just going to say, screw it. And things are going to go back to normal and we're just going to not be on those services. So that's why things are changing. That's why you will notice that there's nothing at the end of this. Just me saying, keep on geeking on. And now we're finally out.